talk about complexities of relationships um, and not really for like a for like any kind of a a negative kind of perspective necessarily um just more so um, just some things that are kind of coming into my mind, but I haven't really organized this too too much in my head. Um, sometimes I think it's better for me to talk about things when I don't have it fully organized. And then other times I realize maybe I shouldn't have hit record quite so soon. Um, yeah, we're here. It's early in the morning on a Thursday. Early in s- official summer. Um... Pride Month. I'm looking forward to this summer. We have had some Rona situations. Um, you know, in the last, you know, since 2020, 2021. Like, do I even need to say it? You know, but um, you know, cases have been spiking, so my social life has been dwindling, and. I notice, you know, the more I'm disconnected from, you know, the social stuff, the more I'm likely to kind of be, you know, podcasting and things because I'm inside, I'm not out partying, I'm not out doing much. Um, and the the recent plans I had, like for LA Pride, that got canceled. I had some plans on Juneteenth with some friends. Uh, who were visiting from San Diego up in WeHo, that got canceled. Um, And so, well, not really canceled, it got postponed till later in the day. And then I was like, well, we were supposed to meet at nine and I didn't want to, you know, when people are like hungover and stuff, I don't really want to wait around for them to tell me when they're feeling uh, okay. I'd rather just get on with my morning. Um, So I was like already kind of like pushing it. This was on Juneteenth. I was already kind of pushing it, and I was like, I'm already kind of tired, so I don't know if I really want to make that effort to go out and day drink because I wasn't really going to drink anyways. It's like, you know, in L.A., I, I I drive. I don't really Uber to Hollywood. Like, that's far. It's, like, really far. So I was like, let me just not do that. Um, Especially because the drive can be about an hour so I was just not really, you know, in the mood to do all that. But, um, yeah, but yeah, things like that, like events, you know, I've been thinking about events, events coming and going. I'm going to be at one of the Black Pride festivals this weekend. Um, and just, you know. Um, I, I I think people know kind of my dating situation. I'm kind of like a serial dater. Um, 
I mean, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like monogamous necessary necessarily. Like I don't require monogamy. That's not like a requirement. I mean, it's easier, um, especially in today's like social structure of things. It's just easier and especially because I've you know I was between the two cities for some time now I'm like more stable in one city um it's a little bit easier you know um to just be like not quite um you know held to one um standard of just you know like dating one person at a time um again you know I'm not into cheating I'm not into dishonesty you know but it's kind of challenging to kind of feel out you know a dating situation because you know at least on my end I don't really have like a, a, a specific end goal like, as far as, like, life partners, things like that, like, I, I do think, you know, that's something I could want, uh, that I would find, like, something that I would want to, you know, try in my life, um, not assuming that it wouldn't go well, um, but I would like to see how that would go, um, I, I think, you know, I, I don't think I have, like, a whole lot of like super negative qualities um but definitely you know there's work to be done that I I do try to do and then you know there's also positive qualities um things that I never really noticed too much in myself but kind of themes that I hear people mentioning to me um but that's kind of more so what I wanted to talk about was um, just kind of that approach to how um, the negative and the positive aspects of oneself, you know, either for your own viewpoints of your own self or other people's viewpoints of you or how you perceive other people viewing you, um, how those things are um like what what they're actually what they actually contribute to with like relationships with building relationships with having relationships um kind of what that looks like um so i will say you know i um I would say if I started with like negative things, um, like I can definitely be too direct. Um, I can definitely be just kind of like, mm, like I do have a lazy side to me, but you know, and kind of like a negative, uh, like a negative, uh, like I can see the negative in things very easily and I notice it though because I sense it I feel it and I'm like oh like this doesn't feel good um 
but sometimes it's just hard to be like in a good happy mood and I know because most people when they see me and most of the time when I'm socializing and interacting they see me in this like happy mood you know easygoing you know I don't I'm not really sarcastic with people I'm kind of a gentle gentle soul kind of a teddy bear type person like I'm I'm really not that um you know hard to be around but I'm definitely hard to get to know um I definitely shut down like I definitely tend to be quite um I don't want to call it like a blank slate but kind of like just uh kind of like not too um what do you call it it's not a blank slate but kind of uh Hmm. I'm drinking some bulletproof coffee that I made. Um, I wouldn't call it a blank slate, but kind of more like um, disconnected, maybe. I I can be kind of like disconnected. I'll be there with people. I think sometimes, you know, especially when I'm like nervous or just kind of like in my head about something. When I'm hanging out with my friends or hanging out with people, sometimes I'm just like not really completely engaged in the in the setting, you know, if we're like at a bar or a club and I'm like totally in my head and would rather be like journaling or reading or like making music or something productive and, and creative. And then I'm like at a club like or like, you know, day drinking with friends or something and it's like Sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm not really getting a lot out of this. Um, you know, and I do like having a lot of like introspective time. And, you know, I do, I do try to be, you know, I do try to be honest about things. You know, I do value honesty and trust and trustworthiness. But, you know, sometimes, I mean, there are things that I would say that, I've, you know, embellished before about like maybe like an event that happened or like a a situation or something that I've kind of noticed myself like kind of making making a story seem more than than what it really was. Um, Or even like um, kind of more like mm, what do you call it? kind of like a protective like okay so for example um yeah I've been watching the Sopranos with with my mom I've watched that series like I don't know how many freaking times but um I started re-watching it with my mom um and then in season four there was some scene in season four spoiler alert where this um where Tony um was you know he's a married man he's sleeping with this you know, person that, you know, this Russian lady who's, um, she's got one leg and came from poverty. And initially she was helping with his mother, like the caregiver for his mother, and then started being the caregiver for his uncle. Um, and then, 
you know, he and her slept together like once or something. And then he was like initially trying to treat her like he treats all his other kind of women on the side, just kind of like, okay, like I'll give you this little gift and then like we can be like together like here and there. But he would kind of put his spin on it like, okay, like the ball's in my court, kind of like I'm calling the shots. But then she ended up kind of being like, you know, like this is like a one-time thing and she kind of shut him down and you know saying that he's like too high maintenance and like you know he's a good guy but you know he didn't really she didn't really want to be involved with him and then he goes to his therapist and he starts making the story opposite saying like oh like poor girl like I kind of broke her heart like disappointed her and then he's like why am I bullshitting like I like she totally denied me and she's the one who totally was like okay this was a one night a one-time thing and like let's just call it what it is and you know that kind of thing so I would say I I've I try not to but I do feel myself that I would maybe tend to go down that kind of route of like like oh yeah like like I was the more like like powerful one or the more right one or the more correct one or the one you know without fault or you know make myself look better versus in in like a a situation or if I'm like retelling a situation to like a friend or something you know I I do kind of have that inclination you know it's an ego thing it totally is um but you know I noticed the more I slow down so if I'm not like using cannabis and I'm not drinking alcohol and I'm not very caffeinated, I do notice that it's easier for me to kind of like catch myself and be like, yo, like slow down what you're saying. Like this isn't like completely accurate, but you know, there is something in that, that it's like, it does also get kind of like attached to maybe like to my self-esteem a little bit too. Cause then I'm like, it's easier for me to see like all these things that I that maybe didn't go right or didn't go well and my role in things like not being perfect and then you know like those are the kind of things I kind of get down on myself about like like you need to kind of get it into shape kind of thing um but I'm aware of it and I'm noticing it but I also notice like the more I try to work on it the harder it gets to kind of be in an accepting place about it so I would say that kind of contributes to like what I'm saying like okay I do get like negative about stuff that's the kind of stuff I get negative about or I'm just like like down on myself about like things that just naturally just don't go the way that I would prefer um and all those kind of attached pieces to it right and then there's also um there's also um all right <clears throat> i stopped to eat breakfast had some vegan bacon didn't eat it all cuz uh it's not um it uh it's not morning star it's another brand i'm just trying it it's, i'm not really too into it try not to waste it but it, it's not really my thing um ate some eggs and I have a little bowl of watermelon that's literally the random type of stuff that I eat um 
it's like a later brunch and like I said I've been having this bulletproof coffee since seven something this morning sipping on it so anyways um but yeah with 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 relationships it's it's not just okay what do I get from this other person right it's like I have a role they have a role we're all connected to other people in our lives currently that's going to play a role we all have our own past of connections with other people and experiences in our life in the past and experiences in our life in the present that plays a role and all these things are moving and changing uh second by second you know um that plays a role um so you see things like people who might be friends and then they become lovers or people who were friends and then they become distant or people who were family members or who you know they remain blood relatives but they were in touch and then they lose touch or people who were never really in contact and then they got back in contact and you see things like you know people you know just splitting towards different directions like they're not really on the same path um I mean, a lot of this takes a lot of communication, um, but then, you know, just even focusing on, like, how I was saying, like, there's, like, the the ego part that, you know, always wants to defend us, um, to make us look better, to make us seem better, um, to shine a, a positive light on us, which in a way is good, you know, but I think it's important to pay attention to where the ego comes in and then um just taking it for what it is it's like okay if if my ego is making me want to like make me seem more you know financially successful than I am or more successful in relationships than I am or make it seem like I come from like a better family than I a better family dynamic than I do or from you know like just those types of things that we you know try not to really uh put on the surface you know um it kind of also tells us kind of what we value about about ourselves about um what others see in us um about you know you know just kind of like even like sensitive areas in our life of things that maybe we have insecurities about um but you know things like that like it it kind of tells us like what we're willing to kind of try to I don't know if you'd say put up a fight for but um put a put a um what we're willing to kind of um share with people or show to people versus what we're willing to just like hold on to and not really reveal to people um and then that's one extreme with the negative um it can go like into like darker places too that go to like toxic kind of traits and you know, manipulation and abuse and creating trauma for people and, and things like that. Like, it can go 
to where that can lead to like a really like extreme negative um i think most people aren't on that extreme but you know those of us who have come across or been um you know connected to people who do have those extremes it definitely leaves an impact even if it's temporary even if it's in passing even if it's some guy on the freeway who flips you off and then you flip him back off and then he pulls out a gun like something like that where it's just like oh my gosh like um some people are just like wild out there but um and then but I think that's not the majority of people I think the majority of people kind of have this uh kind of defensiveness about them where they're either like focused on other people judging them you know kind of Mm, that kind of thing, you know, let's, let's turn the, let's turn the camera towards somebody else and, uh, put them on the spot or be sarcastic and create a little bit of a, like a little bit of a jab, just be like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get, get a little jab in at this person in this situation, you know, it, it makes me feel a little bit better and it keeps them at a bit of a distance. That's kind of what sarcasm is, in my opinion, Anyways, sarcasm is just like something that kind of, um, you're not physically pushing somebody away, but you're kind of like saying it's a joke or acting like it's a joke, but, you know, kind of playing on some kind of sensitive issue that you know somebody's bringing up or that somebody's talking about and kind of making them feel a little bit badly about it, um... And then there's um, the other side, which is more positive. Um, I would say for most people, the positive is harder to get to, especially when it's like a consistency. It's harder to get to. So, um, um, it's... I think it's harder to get to, honestly. Um, and, you know, a lot of times the negativity sticks, you know, it's not even our own negativity. Like, a lot of times it's just, like, a lot of built-up stuff from almost, like, voices of other people. It's kind of, like, messages we've received from other people that we've internalized about ourselves or perceptions that we think other people have of us based on how we feel or think about ourselves that that you know also will impact how we think other people perceive us so there's always this kind of constant like um <clears throat> like noticing what's actually happening and interpreting it a certain way but the lens that we interpret things through is always kind of different depending on kind of how we feel about ourselves too. And then there's this positive side that's like, you know, seeing the the positive side of, of ourselves, you know, like people tell me, you know, that I'm, that I'm able to connect with other people. Um, that's one thing that, you know, I've had supervisors, bosses, clients, friends, family 
people tell me that I, I'm able to connect to other people, that I'm I'm not judgmental about things, that I don't react in a certain way when people are telling me certain things. You know, I react in a way that people don't feel like I'm judging them. And then I react in a way that people feel like they can kind of talk about stuff. And I mean, I I don't know if I really judge people. Like I would say, I, I mean, I I I mean, everybody does judge people, but I would say I don't really place a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of stock in those judgments. You know, it's more like I'm irritated that this person does this thing or says this thing or has these patterns or gets on my nerves about this or that. That's more so what it is, is more like I notice I get irritated about it. Um, and then I also have like, you know, I'll try to take like hints. So for example, like I'm a very like friendly person, <laughs> even though I'm not like maybe like giddy, but like I'm I'm friendly. Like I usually reach out to people. I know it's awkward. There are always like <clears throat> these awkward times, you know, when you've lost connection with people and then, you know, I'm the person that'll just be like, I don't care if I haven't talked to you for like a year and a half. If I want to hit you up, I'm going to hit you up and just say what's up. And if you want to hang, let's hang. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I don't mind like rekindling things or reconnecting with people, especially when it's like, okay, we didn't break up. We weren't like not friends anymore. We just kind of, you know, happen to not uh see each other for a while or talk or just lost contact um so for me it can be kind of hard to tell like when somebody else is like creating a distance because I'm getting on their nerves or when somebody just kind of needs like maybe a little bit more space from their end of things um versus um versus when you know somebody maybe doesn't need more space but they're just going through things on their own end um i was re- i was trying to record this early cuz you know, I have a whole lot more privacy in the mornings, but, um, I feel like, you know, this house is, like, super quiet, and I'm no longer fully alone in the, in the wakefulness part of this day. I'm, other people are awake now, so, um, that's why I'm talking, like, super quiet, but, um, yeah, that's kind of how I, how I sense things. Uh, how I sense things to be, how I sense things would go, um, I, um, I'm kind of, like, I don't know, I really don't know if that's judgment, if I do get, like, irritated about things, I just get a little irritated, a little impatient um, with people just not doing things the way that I would want them to do it. Like, um, 
but I don't know if I really judge everybody. Like, there are a couple people in my life that I would say I'm, like, you know, especially people who have been, like, on an, have, like, an abusive track record, I'll put it that way, um, and especially if it's not just towards myself, like, those types of people, I tend to kind of just think, you know, they just, they just, they just don't care, or they're not aware, or, you know, they just don't have it together enough that they, that they can't, like, control themselves, like, that's kind of, where I would say I probably do judge people and then like I was saying like if um if people are kind of um um like like you know I have a pretty social life so I I kind of you know I kind of see like if people aren't really like texting, you know, responding, messaging or making plans together or keeping the plans that they make, I kind of tend to take that as like okay, maybe they need a break or maybe they um <clears throat> like maybe they need a break. Sorry, my throat's a little weird right now. Maybe they need a break or maybe they you know, just don't really want to talk in depth at this moment. And so I'll, you know, I'm kind of learning to like table it and just be like, all right, let me give them a break. And, you know, for like a month or whatever, like I'll wait till they respond. Cause I know people have other stuff going on in their lives and I'm a little, I can be a little excessive with the excitement that I put towards, you know, messaging people or calling them or whatever. Like, if I want to talk to you, I'm going to talk to you, right? Like, that's just kind of how I am. Like, I'm not, I'm not too interested in, you know, like, my ego isn't too wrapped, well, it is a little wrapped up in it, but it's not too wrapped up in these kind of weird social kind of things, such as, like I mentioned, like, the distance, you know, that happens just naturally how people have a distance um after some time like you know and then they lose connection I you know I don't really have too much of my ego wrapped up in like ooh, this is awkward to reach back out um I developed this more during the Rona I developed that way more during the Rona because I noticed there are people between different cities that I didn't get to see as much, that I didn't get to speak with as much, people moving all over the place. And it's like, dude, if I want to keep in touch with these people, I'm going to have to just do it um, without using the excuse of, oh, it's been too long or, oh, they live too far or, oh, you know, it's like, if I want to be in touch, I'll be in touch. Like, why should I make it so awkward? Um especially if like yeah if we didn't have a falling out we weren't arguing nothing odd happened they weren't kind of making an exit like okay we're not gonna talk anymore kind of thing then I kind of don't see a reason not to reach out and I figure if they don't want to communicate anymore if I reach out and it's way later then they just won't respond and that's fine you know um 
I mean, do I get offended by it or do I get a little like, oh, I wish, you know, that would be nice if we didn't lose touch. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, um, I definitely do, you know, I definitely will feel that way. I'll definitely feel like, oh, like, um, you know, especially when, when people just like, not necessarily ghosting, but like I would say, I have a, I have somebody that I was talking to um, for quite a length of time, uh, quite deeply for a while, um, especially during the Rona. And the last time we met was like my birthday um, last year in 2021. I had a birthday party and we hung out. And then they kind of hung around town and they were still there the next day, but I just wasn't like feeling like hanging around. Like I I just wanted to relax because it was the weekend and I was like, I don't really feel social, you know? And I mean, we had already hung out. The plan was to hang out for the birthday. I don't think we'd made solid plans that next day. We talked a little bit the next couple days after that and then you know I never really heard from them again and I was like well I'm not going to be in their part of the city at all so why even like talk to them so they stopped talking to me I stopped talking to them um we were kind of more like we would talk when we were in each other's cities and it was usually me going towards their city because my family lived in the same city so it was usually me going up there and to visit family and then I'd kind of like visit other people and they were one of the people and then it just kind of fell off um uh and I was like well I'm not gonna be seeing them anymore in person because of all the lockdowns and stuff so why don't I just you know not hit them up because they didn't seem too engaged the last couple times we talked and they were like they started working on this new career path all of a sudden, which they wanted to do and reaching some of their goals. And I feel like they had a good experience. They had a fun experience when we were all hanging out. Um, It wasn't like the most social of experiences. We were doing karaoke. And so, you know, it's not like there was a lot of talking. Like we talked a little bit after and then everybody went home. Um, I just wanted it to be a quick wham bam kind of like hour to kind of hang out not really like a whole like um thing and so yeah I mean and then I hit him up uh way later like probably like April of this year I guess so yeah I wasn't I mean, I think we got along, but also this person also, you know, doesn't really have a history of having, like, long-term friendships or long-term family relationships. Like, even the whole time, I knew this person for, like, years, and the whole time we were talking and hanging out and being together and stuff, like, they never really talked to anybody else too much, um... So I I know that they kind of weren't really socially, you know, too involved. And so it didn't really surprise me that they weren't really trying to respond. 
and I don't think things went badly. I just think they they just moved on. And I'm like, okay, like you have your right, you know, to move on, like whatever. Like we weren't arguing, we weren't fighting. The last time we saw each other, we were partying and had a good time and confirmed it was a good time. Um, and that was that, you know. So I don't really see. I need to make too much out of things, even if there is, like, maybe some slight amount of disappointment involved. When that type of thing comes up, it's like, okay, like, I'm not going to make it, like, something that it's not, you know? I really try, that's what I've been trying to do, is to not make things into something that they're not. And then, you know, it's like, we weren't a couple, we weren't engaged, we weren't besties, we talked regularly and the Rona, you know, stages of the last couple of years kind of helped us to talk more because it's like we were both kind of in our own isolated cities, like a hundred miles from each other. And like neither one of us was really talking to anybody in person. So we were all talking to each other online. Um, and so, you know, just things like that, you know, like those types of things are easy to have the ego get into it and be like oh like you did something wrong or they you know I need to be mad at them for like wronging me for not responding or whatever like you know my mind does kind of want to go there but at the same time it's like you know things kind of ended amicably sometimes people don't want to tell you that they don't want to talk to you um and you know sometimes there's not really a whole lot of depth to conversations too and people have kids and they move on and they've got family they're caring for and other stuff in their lives and career paths that they're trying to focus on and financial stuff and like so much stuff that it's like you know our lives move so fast these days that it's like you can't really blame anybody for you know handling their own stuff you know and um and then there's, uh, yeah, so I would say, like, it can be hard for me to see that I'm good at connecting with people, but these are just the things that people have told me. I see, what I see, what I notice is the times when I'm too direct. Or the times when I say something a little insensitive, or I'm like, ooh, that was, like, insensitive. And I remember that stuff, right? So I remember, um, um, this situation at work, for example. Uh, we used to have these really stressful meetings, um, where, you know, the people leading the meetings were super high strung and were already overworked. This was like a two hour meeting at the start of our shift every Thursday. And Thursdays we would start at noon. We would work noon till eight. So we started our meeting at noon. And, you know, so you're already up all morning and then you start work in the middle of the day. And then, um, it just goes and, you just start um working basically um and you know the meeting was intense you know we'd have different categories of what we had to discuss the first things we would discuss were the intakes and then the next thing we would discuss 
was what's called, called the high-risk list. So it, the, when we discussed the um, assessments of that week, the intakes, different people got assigned to different clients then. And then when we discussed the high-risk list, we followed up on the whole entire high-risk list um, of people who either didn't get contacted or had hospitalizations or any kind of admissions for behavioral health crises or physical health problems or, um, you know, arrests or anything like that. Like we would have like a whole thing, a whole list of people. Then we would put our own people on the board and we just put the names on there and then we just go through the list and, um, there were also people documenting the notes in the meeting, and then you'd have to present. So you'd have a lot of clients you'd have to give a presentation about. And then there's like a whole lot of clinical staff in this room, and everybody would have, not everybody had to say something, but people had, people, you know, if they had something they needed to say, like a recommendation for treatment or a follow up kind of question or whatever, um, they would talk about it and then um yeah that meeting would get really stressful um just because of the intensity I mean we weren't talking about positive things we were never talking about like oh this person found work or oh that person did this or that that was like really good we were just talking about trauma and depression and suicide and you know substance relapses and just like a lot of intense topics with people that we were working with as clients and as well as, you know, how we as staff were kind of dealing with it. Um, and we would just, um, focus on, uh, on that. And, uh, that's not a good way to like start your shift, (laughs) but, um, you know, most of us hated these meetings. I would just get up and leave like, once or twice like mid-meeting I would always just get up and like walk around (laughs) I'd walk around inside the building go in the bathroom go get a a drink of water make some tea I'd go outside get some fresh air walk around the building outside uh come back in I'd be gone for like a good I'd take like a good 10-15 minute break every single meeting um just for my own you know I needed that break um (laughs) And so I would do that every single meeting. And then, um, um, yeah, the meeting went until like two o'clock, <laughs> pretty much, maybe even a little longer. And then I remember I had a group that was like three to five or three thirty to five or something like that. I can't remember what I did after, after the meeting, but anyways one time during this meeting we were presenting one of my clients and I was saying how like this client was pregnant and you know tested positive for meth use and was having uh, meth you know like you know stimulant dependence you know issues and using meth while pregnant using meth um in the early you know newborn stages once the baby was born and had a traumatic experience that when the baby was born because of the meth um, use, the client's baby was 
not given to the client. The client's baby was taken um, into the system pretty much um, as a newborn. And this was creating a lot of trauma and depression for the client. And it was contributing to the relapses. That was, that was kind of my formulation of the situation. So I'm explaining this um, situation. Um, the baby was fine. The baby was healthy. You know, everything was good with the baby. The client wasn't um, super unhealthy or anything, uh, physically anyways. It's just they were working on the substance issue. And a, one of my friends, who's also a, a co-worker, um, made a comment about, like, that client's use about, like, um, kind of like, I can't believe that client's using drugs while, while they had a baby or whatever. And like, I got offended. Like I got a little offended. Cause it's like, if you're the therapist of somebody who, you know, is doing something like that, it's a hard place to be. Cause like, you know, for me anyways, I take on a lot of when, when they don't do well or when they're not succeeding, I'm like, well, what is it that I'm not able to do? to help them better so that they're actually like progressing with their with their sobriety and like getting closer to meeting all the steps to get their kid back and all this kind of stuff like I felt kind of like somewhat responsible so that kind of contributed to me responding saying like like well clearly I I worded it like this I was like well clearly she's depressed you know and like but I said it kind of like that you know like well clearly she's depressed you know and like it it was like I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by that and I could tell by her response that like she felt bad like I made her feel bad and other people weren't really responding and or or I mean it wasn't like a long like drawn out dramatic thing but like you know I don't tend to get that um that way during work um and so I, I was like, ooh, like, I need to, like, back off. And I do remember when I was done presenting all my cases, I kind of got up and, and left because um, I needed a break. And I was like, I'm, I feel like I need a break, you know, because it was also the buildup of the intensity in the room. So, like, things like that, that's the kind of stuff I tend to remember. And I didn't f- verbally, like, apologize Um I thought about it. I was like, I, I, I noticed it right away that I came across kind of direct and I, you know, I was wrong in that, you know, I shouldn't have been like rude or insensitive about that staff's comment. And they are a dear friend of mine. It, it's not like I dislike them at all, but, um, I also was like, you know, that kind of wasn't really the best way to say that but I don't really know like I think other people felt that I was um yeah it was definitely insensitive it was too direct and it was insensitive so you know but you know at the at the end of the day it's like we're only human right we're all just human beings and you know we're not going to do everything perfectly every single time um but, I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff definitely um, contributes to questioning, like, 
okay, like, if people say that I'm good at connecting with other people, why am I doing stuff like that, you know? Um, But I think you can do both. You can be good at something and have, like, a natural inclination and skill towards something and also still fuck it up on occasion, you know? Like, it it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect at it every time, right? But it's, it's hard to, like, really gauge. So... Um, that would be one thing. Um, yeah, I mean, judgment is one of those things that, like, it's hard to really care. Like, judgment, it, as long I feel like with judgment, as long as it doesn't come across as, like, obviously noticeable that you're judging somebody and making them feel bad, then, um, or gossiping and things like that, then I think... I think you're okay, you know, I think from that point, it's like, you're okay, um, and then, so there's that, and then there's, um, um, I mean, I can be patient, and I am kind of weird with friends, I'd say, like, I, I don't really look at people as like, oh, this person's nerdy or this person's ugly or unattractive or, you know, fat or, you know, whatever, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I notice these things and I notice that other people might care about that stuff, but I don't know, there's something about me that I just don't care, you know, I'm just like, if I want to hang out with you, I'm going to hang out with you. And if I need a break from you, I need a break from you, you know, like, but I'm usually, usually unless somebody is consistently being like a toxic force in my life, I usually am not trying to cut them off. Um, And usually when I cut people off, it's a very subtle thing. I just block them in my phone and then I don't get their messages. I don't have to hear from them. If they try to contact me, I never get back in touch. Um... It's not really, like, a big thing. Um, I don't, like, blow it up or anything. Um, but, yeah, so I say all these kind of things to say that, you know, when it comes to kind of, like, relationships, relationship building, dating, things like that, um, it a lot of the way that we think about ourselves, the positives and the negatives, and then if, like, how we think other people perceive us, um, a lot of that is going to be, um, you know, contributing to how we act, so if we're trying to, like, meet somebody, right, um, meet someone, date someone, um, go out with someone, like, um, form a relationship, early, early stages with somebody, um, we have to kind of keep a lot of these things in check and see kind of like, you know, not getting like so excited or nervous to the point that you're not focused on what's actually happening moment to moment, um, cause it can be easy to be like, okay, do they like me? Are their mannerisms showing that they like me? 
Are they, you know, talking to me like they like me? Are they messaging me back like they like me? Um, And then if there's not a lot of strong communication, a lot of times we can read into things and think, okay, they didn't contact me because they don't like me or they didn't uh, respond because they don't like me or they're not responding because I'm annoying them or... um, you know you know trying trying to like gauge what what's actually happening versus talking about what you see happening that you don't really fully understand i think it's worth a discussion and you know really studying people like not analyzing to judge them that's not the same thing as what i'm trying to say but really like studying people right like for example i mean this isn't going to be a very good example i can tell but if you get a puppy right a little baby puppy a newborn uh animal pet you know that hasn't been fully trained or anything. You study the animal, right? Like you're kind of like you're not like actively sitting there taking notes, but like you notice kind of like okay, like um in the morning when I wake up, the dog comes and notices I'm up and starts scratching on my bedroom door. You know, when it starts jumping around and barking in the mornings, it means that it's excited thinking that I'm going to feed it and it's probably hungry. So I'm going to put out water and food for the dog. And when I'm, you know, sleeping, it when it, if it's like crying at my door, that means that it wants to come inside because I'm in there. And, you know, if you know like you just notice the behaviors that it does and kind of what it means right you're kind of attuned to it you you kind of like are in tune with what's actually happening um but i think when it comes to i mean that's like a simplistic example because we can't really talk back to the animal and like have a full-on conversation with it so you can't just be like oh like are you you know is this is this the food you want preferred to that one or like what you know like there's no like back and forth conversation like that it's a lot of just reading reading the reading it reading the behaviors reading the reactions and kind of interpreting what that means that's kind of how we tend to treat a lot of relationship things but the thing is with humans we're so complex that there are a lot more aspects to us than food, water, sleeping, you know, loneliness or, you know, companionship, you know, I, I feel like animals have complexities too, but I feel like those are kind of major areas for them and there aren't really a whole lot of other major areas, like, not like humans where it's like, you know, you have all these, like, different areas of, like, you know, your physical, well, yeah, there's a lot of overlap, but, you know, you have your physical health, your mental health, your finances, your, you know, sleep schedules, your eating habits, your exercise patterns, your, um, you know, 
if you have like spirituality or something like something meaningful towards your life and hobbies and downtime and um all those kinds of things you know there's so many different categories that we focus on that a puppy isn't going to really be focused on you know who's paying the bills or are we saving enough or contributing to retirement like animals don't really you know of course what we do with our it does affect the pet but what I'm trying to say is um animals aren't thinking about that kind of stuff humans in the western society we think we think about this stuff in mainstream western culture we think about these types of things and so if you think about all those different categories and I missed a lot of them if you think about all those different types of categories um contributing to our lives all that kind of stuff contributes to social situations all that kind of stuff contributes to relationships and dating and all kinds of stuff and so to try to predict why a person's reacting the way they're reacting uh, may be directly related to you it may not be directly related to you it may be related to some old thing from some other situation that has like nothing to do with what you're even talking about in the moment um so whatever that looks like and then um um yeah so just perception is always in a way kind of not fully accurate I mean, you can get pretty accurate with it, but I think a lot of times what tends to be lacking is people don't want to bring it up, right? Nobody wants to bring up the elephant in the room, and it doesn't even have to be an elephant. It can be um, something smaller than an elephant, but nobody wants to like shine light on some weird insecurity, like, why aren't you texting me back? Why don't, why aren't you, you know, if I talk to you on a dating app, why aren't you responding or why, you know, after we met the first time, why didn't you answer, you know, or why didn't we make plans again? Or, you know, you know, a lot of times these things, it's implied. I mean, you know, it is good to, you know, socially notice things and, it can be implied that a person is not interested. So I'm not saying like just because somebody acts what commonly seems like they wouldn't be interested. And if one starts to act in this way, like they might not be interested, just ignore it because you might be wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying that it's just a really complex situation and... um you know, without communicating earlier on, you know, it's hard to really know, um, what, you know, a person is really looking for. A lot of people tend to be pretty superficial about things, meaning, you know, I noticed what's common is people like to work, they like to party, and they like to tune out. That's what I commonly notice. Um, what I mean is people wake up, 
you know, they don't really do anything for themselves in the morning. For the most part, people tend to wake up and just be like, okay, got to go about my day. It's common in, you know, Western culture for people to have an attitude towards not wanting to work as in they don't like their job and they wish that they could just sleep in and not have to wake up early to work or wish that they could not have to work or not have to deal with the things that they have to deal with at work. Meaning that basically people aren't really usually too fulfilled by their work. They wake up, they just go do that for eight hours or however long per day. Then they come home and, you know, eat and watch TV. Whether that's sports, movies, you know, whatever common series are on. Um, a lot of people, especially people I work with, a lot of people don't really go out even on weekends. They sit home, they watch a lot of Netflix and stuff. Um, and this is single people, couples, um, a lot of different people. Um, there are people who have hobbies, who have interests, um, a lot of people don't have hobbies and interests, and then, you know, they sleep whenever they sleep, eat whatever they eat, if they exercise, they exercise, um, and a lot of people don't feel like they have, like, a fulfilling routine, and they want a person in their life, a partner, where they're um, compatible, get along, have a lot of the same values, um, you know, maybe the same world perspective, even if there are some cultural differences and things, and want to make a life work with somebody, um... But I don't know if people really are commonly looking at at things like um, all these different dynamics in in their relationships, right? Um, And then I'm not sure either if people, you know, if they're looking at it or if they're, if they even care, um or if they are comfortable with it um like it's kind of hard to do it's hard to sit and like think about this stuff cuz it's not comfortable and it's not fun um it doesn't feel good you know um way easier to ignore but then a lot of times people are looking for someone to fulfill something in their life right um and not really thinking too much about what is someone else giving what is someone else uh giving like giving getting from you like what am i getting from them but what are what am i giving to them like what are they getting from me um a lot of times people want a lot from somebody or notice the benefits that they get from somebody and then they notice all these other negative things that they get when they're with somebody but um i don't know if if a lot of people deeply think into it 
on these kind of levels. And to me, this isn't even like the deepest of levels to think on things. This is like just below the surface. This is like just below the surface level. Go to work, work eight hours, pay your bills, watch TV, go to bed, eat healthy and exercise, have some hobbies and have a well-rounded kind of day. That's kind of like a surface level kind of kind of situation. And then underneath that this that's where all this stuff comes in in my opinion this is still kind of just underneath the surface there's not a lot of depth to it there's not a lot of working on it on things it's just more like observing and then trying to even start ideas around what the communication with certain things would even look like um what trustworthiness would even look like if you're even communicating on these things uh, what safe spaces would look like if you're communicating about these types of things. Because you kind of need that to be able to properly um, work on anything. Uh, to be able to properly, um, you know, develop yourself. And then also just... I, I'm, I'm blinking on this... Uh, um, I think it comes from CBT and psychology. I could be wrong, but there's a there's a certain point where people start uh, challenging their their you know internal belief systems, their core beliefs about themselves. Like what what does this mean about me when I have this thought or this emotion? What does it mean about me? Like where is it coming from? And then you know putting a percentage towards the accuracy that you really think and see like the actual evidence um so for example if i'm if i'm thinking a certain way what is the evidence for that so if i'm thinking i'm too direct with people what is the evidence people have told me that i am you know, my mom has told me that I am. I've seen it in myself. I've noticed it in other people's reactions. But also, it's like, I notice I'm nice enough that it doesn't cause conflict between me and others. It doesn't cause people to... not want to talk to me. It doesn't cause people to avoid me. It doesn't cause people to not want to talk to me. Um, you know, it doesn't cause people to, you know, not not want to be friends. Um, it's a flaw that I have, and I think that people still are able to accept me with it, even though I, I don't like it about myself. Um... And I would rather that I wasn't doing it because I'm not like really trying to hurt people's feelings and stuff. It's just sometimes I have an emotional reaction to something and it comes out as pretty direct. Um, and I'm not really careful about how I'm, you know, talking about something. I'm just like saying it without concern for somebody else's feelings. I'm just like saying like point blank, this is how it is. Um, but I don't think it really impacts people feeling like they can like talk to me or like 
anything. Like, I think it just um, makes, I think it makes, um, it makes a, it makes a, um, uh, it makes for a complex, uh, it, it's just a, a part of the complexity of things, um, I'm not saying I'm not trying to change it or that I'm not working on it because I am, but it's just, you know, there's evidence for it. It's not like I'm just like thinking, oh, this might be what's happening. It's like, no, it happens from time to time. It's definitely happening less, um, but um, it does still happen. And it's probably happening less because I'm not interacting with people as much. And when I am interacting, like I said, you know, I pay attention to, you know, my stress levels, my sleep levels, my irritability levels. And if I have like any kind of substances in my system, all those kind of things are going to contribute to how I'm actually like talking, what I'm in tune with, what I'm out of tune with, what I'm just checked out from, um, so, um, that's one level, um, really the evidence, I think, um, and that's just one example of one thing, like, you know, sometimes people think, you know, that, that they're, something I hear commonly is usually physical appearance type things which really surprises me. Um, I think some people think um, they're unattractive because of their weight. Some people think they're too fat. Some people think they're too skinny. Um, And I wouldn't say that they're not overweight or that they're not thin. But I wouldn't say that, I mean, the people I've heard this from, I wouldn't say that they're not, that they're not attractive people. Like, I think they're attractive people, even with their weight, the way that it is. Um, And I'm sure other people think that too. I mean, I'm talking about some people who are even like married and I'm like, well, how do you think that? I mean, you have a spouse, somebody who married you when you look the way that you already were looking. It's like. They were clearly attracted to you, um, having kids together and stuff like that. Like, clearly they find you attractive. Or, like, going out on dates and, like, getting, like, new, you know, involved with, like, a new relationship. It's like, okay, well, clearly somebody's interested, right? Because they were interested then, so, like... How does that even come into play, like, with people saying that they're too fat, too thin? Um, I've heard people say that they're, um, uh, too short, um, like, I know some guys who are 
not a lot of guys, but I know some guys who were like much shorter than the majority of people that I know. And then some guys that are like not too short, like they're not like way shorter, but they're like not six feet tall. They're probably closer to like five, four, five, five. And for, you know, for a guy, a lot of times they think, okay, I'm too short. You know, that's short in their opinion. And so, you know, I've seen that uh, with the height thing, with the weight thing, or people thinking that, you know, they just don't look good, um, um, but I, I don't really know, I mean, like, I haven't really come across that, honestly, um, like, when I hear these people say these things to me, and I'm like, really? Like, I don't see you that way. And I'm not even just trying to be nice. Like, I really just don't see them. At, like, yeah, not all of us are going to be, like, Tyra Banks, Beyonce supermodels, you know? Like, we're not all going to look like that. Uh, we're not all going to look like Channing Tatum. We're not all going to look like freaking whoever the heck people are, like, in love with these days we're not all going to look like these people. Yeah, there are people that are exceptionally good looking, but I think people underestimate how good they look sometimes. And I think, um, like, I'm trying to think if I have any friends that I don't like the way that they look, I would say, um, I don't know that many people who I don't like how they look. Um, and I know quite a lot of people, and I can't think of that many. And a lot of times, I mean, I'm not saying they're ugly. I'm just saying, to me, I don't find them maybe, like, attractive, but other people have found them attractive. Um, and then, you know, when it also comes to personality, some of those people who might not have, like, you know some better looks, um, they might not have really great looks, um, their personality might be really great, so I've noticed that too, that, you know, there might be people that I see that I'm like, and who am I to, to say who's attractive or not? Like, what what does it matter? Like, I don't, I don't think I'm, like, the most physically attractive person either. So, you know, I'm not really one to talk. What do I know? I know I'm not, like, a model or anything. But, you know, I would say that I've never, I, I can't say that I've never had anybody approach me. And so that already is, like, okay, like, you know, there might be something that's appealing to some people. Um but I don't really know what it is, like, nobody's really told me, like, what it was, um, I don't know, um, I tend to have a bit of a boyish charm to me, but it, that's just kind of how it is, um, I would say I'm not a really masked person, I'm kind of a little in the middle of the androgyny type of, you know, like, you know, I'm not really into, like, super femme stuff, but you're not going to see me really wearing, like, a suit and a tie, you know? Um, but I also don't like dresses, so it's like I'm not really on either end 
Um, you know, I tend to wear the clothes that I wear, um, and, you know, I just, I kind of just do my own style of things. Like, I'm not really too concerned about, um, everybody else. Um, but, yeah, I, I... I really like, I really like, you know, thinking about things in this type of a way, but, you know, I, just to try to help people with it, because I know, like, you know, myself included, everybody dealing with this damn pandemic, and then, you know, socially, I think it really took a toll on a lot of people, um, you know, I think I've, I came out of things feeling kind of like a little socially inept compared to before. Like, I'm like, I don't know where it comes from, but I'm a lot more insecure about a lot of things that I never had time to really think about that I got insecure about during this pandy, as people call it, the pandy. I, I got more insecure about some things that, you know, especially when it comes to like, gaining weight or being less physically fit and you know like I was gray hair and it's like what the hell like I look like way older than I did I look like I've aged like five to ten years um and I feel like I have too it's just like it just like sped up you know a lot of things for me um but I think also like I was able to kind of think things through a lot more because I had so much time because I wasn't partying all my free time I wasn't doing anything I was just like doing all this like introspective type of stuff so I think that's one of the challenging things is to really look at the evidence for things it's like if people think that they're not attractive, but then other people have been attracted to them, like maybe not every person is attracted to you. That can't, that can't happen. That's not like normal that every single person you know or meet is going to have an attraction to you. But then, um, so for, so you can also have, um, when you think about evidence, um, um, because we perceive things in a certain way, because we perceive, okay, this person doesn't like me, or these people think I'm weird, or that person might find me unattractive, we react differently than we would with people who we know like us or if somebody if you know somebody has a crush on you or if you know somebody's interested in you or finds you interesting or friendly or nice and has said positive things towards you you act differently around those people than you act around people who have maybe ridiculed you in the past or um made fun of you in the past or made some kind of remark about like your clothing or your looks or whatever the heck, like, if you're around those people, you're going to react in a less secure, less confident way, and that almost, like, creates this cycle of, like, now you're going to seem maybe less attractive because you feel like you're less attractive, um, and so that is another headspace that's all hard to get out of, but it's, like, 
when you feel like you're not like in a cocky way, but like when you feel the same kind of feeling that you feel when you're around people that you like, around people that you know like you, people who might look up to you for certain values that they see that you have, people who might um or or you know, people who see you as like friendly, people who think of you as nice and friends and trustworthy confidant type of person you're gonna act really you know you're not gonna think about like what is this person thinking about me like uh did I say something weird again like did I do that weird thing like are they are they like looking at me because I have like a bald spot are they looking at me because of like is my hair weird did I not dress properly like are my clothes too old do I not look fashionable like you're not gonna care about all that you're just gonna be with your buddies and your homies and like or with your date or whatever and just like hanging out you're not gonna think about all the bullshit that you know other people have said you know that's really not gonna be in your in your mind too much and but it's hard to take that kind of energy into a space where you either don't know anybody or you don't know these people yet or you they've they've done or said some something negative um and so if you're trying to go towards something new where you don't really know, um, it could work in your favor to kind of like kind of harness that energy from those positive relationships and positive experiences and try to like bring that with you into into that situation, bring that energy with you. Um, that type of confidence or even comfort if it's not even fully confidence um, and just try to like get your head into a space like that and I know it's possible to to do that um, because like I've had experience with things like public speaking everybody hates public speaking I hate public speaking everybody hates being on the spot in public speaking and all this kind of stuff um, so I've also been there where it's like I've noticed when I've given like I used to do a lot of uh, presentations for work and school and you know I'm in a field where we present a lot verbally you're on you're on stage you're on you know your the light is on you and you're talking about either your research or your clients or you know your experiences or whatever you're talking a lot in the field that I'm in. And so you do have to speak publicly a lot. And some days you notice, like, I just can't even, like, hardly form proper sentences. Other days you notice I have a lot to say and I'm not really here to listen. Uh, And, you know, and other days you're just, like, right on point where you need to be. And some days you just are flopping. And so I've had the full spectrum of experiences. But I've noticed the problem is when you are tired or exhausted or in a negative headspace or your self-esteem is feeling low. And I want to say one thing about self-esteem is that people don't really consider that self-esteem fluctuates a lot. It's not like a stagnant thing. And I'm noticing that more and more. It's not like a stagnant thing. Like you my self-esteem is low and then it's going to be low for like months until I build it up. It doesn't have to be that way. Like you can have low self-esteem in the morning and then drink a little bit of coffee and do a little journaling and get, you know, listen to some positive 
podcast or something to get your your mind in a different way of thinking and your self-esteem can completely change um within minutes hours within the day um but it might be underlying almost consistently negative self-esteem um you might notice that okay like it takes me effort to get to a a higher self-esteem but um, you can get there though, which is the thing that I think a lot of people don't notice and that I didn't notice too, that like you can pump yourself up. And I noticed this by, um, like I was saying, like giving presentations and stuff. Sometimes it's the headspace you put yourself in. If it's not your sleep energy or just like your emotional energy, um, for the day because sometimes we just run out of energy. Sometimes you're just not feeling social. Sometimes you're just having something like that. But if it's not something like that happening, a lot of times you can definitely um, have an experience where you're totally, um, you know, not not doing a good presentation and then turn it around during the presentation, during the public speaking. You can turn it around and make it like lighter. Like a lot of it's how you feel um when you're presenting you'll and it's subtle but like you'll notice where your head goes your head is kind of like ah these people are like the energy that the crowd or the audience gives you feed off of that energy because you're interpreting it right so if you've ever been on a stage either at a church giving a prayer or at a church giving a speech or at a school giving a presentation about some book report or something, or whatever, at work talking about, you know, some situation, um, and you're the one on the spot kind of talking, and, it, you know, if it's not like a disciplinary thing, and you're just like talking, just as it would be just like a casual part of that meeting, of, of whatever type of meeting that is where you're talking, um, you can notice that, you know, <clears throat> when you see people like not engaged not looking not laughing not you know um not laughing like jeering at you but like laughing like you know if you're telling little like jokes and people aren't really smiling or laughing about it or not um um I don't know people are just like not like engaging in the way that you prefer um that's gonna a lot of times it doesn't have to but that's gonna impact how you present to people right and it's the same way in like dating and in relationships and things like if you start like internally taking on the negative that you notice like that people aren't looking at you that people aren't engaging with you that people seem bored and you're like, oh man, this is a rough presentation, rough crowd, like, people are judging me, this sucks, like, I just want to get it over with, I'm messing up, I'm going to get a bad grade, and if all that's kind of in the back of your mind, it's going to be hard to, like, relax and unwind, but then you, you can even notice in a presentation, the second you kind of, like, connect, there's a way that you can kind of, like, connect with the with the crowd and engage them um a little icebreaker a little joke a little it depends on the setting you can't just be like cracking jokes all the time like if you're at a funeral giving a 
you know, giving a speech or something, you can't just be like joking. But I mean, um, there are certain settings where it's appropriate to be just like, you know, not like knock knock jokes, but whatever's appropriate for the situation. You can say things in a way that kind of, you notice gets people kind of like relaxed a little bit more. And then you relax a little bit more because you notice they're relaxed a little bit more. And then it starts flowing a little bit better. And then they start getting a little more interested and engaged in what you're saying. Like the energy that we give off and the energy that other people give, um, they go back and forth and back and forth constantly throughout social interactions, right? It's not just like a stagnant thing like, oh, I'm a nerd and I come up and talk to somebody who I think is attractive and, you know, they get weirded out, you know, like they might get weirded out because of their own insecurities. They might, you know, have their own um, status insecurities, like they don't want somebody of a different status talking to them because they get insecure about it. It might not have a thing to do with you. Like, just because you're a nerd and some other popular person is insecure about their popularity doesn't mean that you're screwing it up, right? And so, but I think what happens is a lot of times people take it on and they think, I'm a nerd, so people don't like me. It's like, no, that's not really what it is. I mean, you might be a nerd, but you might be perfectly nice to people. You might be perfectly kind and perfectly, you know, polite. And you're not doing anything that these people don't um you know it's just you're not doing anything it's just they have insecurities that if they're seen talking to you or if they're seen being nice to you they can't really hold their own in their own social settings and so they will you look down on you and make sure other people notice that they're not you know being nice to you or you know accepting a a date invitation from you or something or whatever maybe because you're not popular that's what it is it's more that it's more their insecurity than it is your own insecurity um but you know also people pick up on this you know if I think I'm a nerd I'm gonna act a certain way and then I'm gonna act in a more insecure less confident way or if a person is a nerd a lot of times they have this stereotype of being like kind of like smug and like you know arrogant in their intelligence and like talking a lot you know in ways that makes people feel intellectually inferior to them you know they use their intellect as like a way to kind of like get back at people and like stuff like that which isn't you know whatever it's neither I don't think I'm I'm going off the deep end on this but um yeah that's a lot of kind of what I see um and um that's kind of how I would see it and try to look at things like that. Like just because I'm doing something and somebody's reacting in a different way, it it might be their insecurities too. It might not be you, right? It might be you. It might be you. It might actually be you, but it might not be you, right? It might be them because if we can all think of those situations, think of a situation where you reacted oddly to somebody else right where you when they maybe asked you out or something or seemed like attracted to you or something and you were kind of like uh-uh you know um I mean I've done it before you know I've I've 
you know, this isn't like a, you know, like a, like a, a braggy thing I'm saying at all. Cause in this situation, you know, I, I'm not making myself look good in this situation. So, uh, this will, this will be my last little story here, but like, yeah, I've been at a celebration where somebody approached me and they were like saying all these like nice things. And like, I remember they were like, it was kind of funny almost because they were like trying to like unbutton my shirt. I was wearing like a button up and they were like, I had a tank top on there, but they were like unbuttoning my shirt and they buttoned it down like pretty far. And I was like, this is awkward. Um, but I wasn't not attracted to this person. I didn't find them unattractive in any way. I just was like a little shy and I was like, what, why are you like, you know, taking off my shirt? Like what's going on? So I buttoned it back up, and my excuse for that was, like, it's it's kind of cold, you know? And I was just like, okay. And then, you know, this person kept coming around throughout the night, and, like, we were, like, dancing together and, like, other things, you know? And I could tell they were definitely interested, like, it, you know, um, when we were talking, having a good time, like, the whole entire night, this was great, you know? But I was kind of, like, at a bit of a distance, you know, and then a couple things happened towards the end of it. So, you know, they seemed a little uh, overly drunk, which, you know, it was a pretty big party, so I get it. People are going to be overly drunk. And so, you know, they were very drunk, and I... um you know, we said, I was with friends, and we said our goodbyes, because I had just met this person, but I, you know, I could tell they were interested, and instead of, you know, trying to keep in touch with this person after, or whatever it may be, you know, I, um, you know, my friend was like, wow, they were, like, really into you, and I was like, yeah, like, I know, but I was like, ah, but they were, like, too drunk, so I wasn't, like, into it. Like, I kind of made it seem like uh, they were too drunk. But that wasn't really the case. They weren't too too drunk. I mean, they were by the end of the night. But, I mean, who wasn't? But it was that wasn't the reason why I didn't, like, pursue it. Um, it was more like I felt a little, like, nervous about it, you know. And so I just didn't really pursue it. It had nothing to do with the alcohol. But I kind of said that's why. I was like, uh, they kind of were like drinking too much. I'm not really like into people who drink too much or whatever. And I kind of left it at that. And then, you know, also, you know, there we were like messaging each other like a little bit after. And then, you know, I messaged them. They messaged me. I messaged them. Uh, I think we messaged back and forth a couple times. And I just didn't keep the conversation going. Because I assumed they didn't want to text me or whatever. I just assumed that was the end. And then I didn't hit this person up again for like a year later. And I was just like, happy pride. Hope you're okay. Because like the world had shut down by that time. And they're like, yeah, I'm okay. Like haven't heard from you in a while kind of thing. And like, I was like, yeah. And then I just also didn't keep the conversation going. But I'm like. Well, clearly they were interested, you know, like, but I just kind of, you know, got nervous about it. And then it was a little awkward with the distance and then the time, the timing and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, 
easily looking at a situation like that, you could be like, uh, they wouldn't like me because, you know, I'm kind of nerdy or I'm kind of like this or that or like whatever. But like this person was clearly like they were pointing out like, oh, like with your glasses and your kind of like nerdy outfit. Like I kind of had like this like geeky looking like outfit I was wearing. Like I have socks that are like, you know, they're like guys dress socks, but they have like Nintendo on them and like. I wasn't wearing them then, but I was probably wearing something similar and like just kind of like my my nerd, my geek nerd kind of um attire and they were kind of like, you know, um and we were talking about science and like this person was totally into it. Like they were just like totally into the whole thing. But it would be easy for me to be like they don't like me cuz I'm kind of nerdy or because of how I looked or kind of how I you dressed or whatever and they were they were actively like complimenting me and being nice the whole time um and so there's stuff like that right I give that example to say like you can't really say you know that it's the other person isn't interested they were just doing that for that night or whatever it's like they responded you know to me you know they were still talking to me but it was hard to kind of get a vibe going um I wasn't really trying to like put myself out there and like make it into something deeper than just like a night out kind of thing um and so that's kind of where I left it but it's just interesting kind of how we you know talk ourselves out of stuff um you know, convince ourselves of things, um, just based on what other people are saying, um, because the accuracy is very flawed, it's very flawed, um, perceptions are flawed, um, I think I've given enough examples, and, I hope this was more linear than usual, I was like, let me try to record something early, because usually when I record stuff late, you know, I'm tired, I might get stoned, and I might start recording then, and I can't even, like, linearly, you know, like, form ideas. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, this is... I'll probably continue on this topic. I just don't know on what level. I'm going to try to maybe break the topic down more because this is a long-ass overview. Um, But, I mean, I'm kind of recording this because, like, I record these things for myself, but then I also record them for you know, people who listen to the podcasts and stuff, because it's like, I feel like that's the kind of stuff people want to talk about our relationships. And I noticed that that's the kind of content that people want to talk about. I mean, this is content from a single person. I'm not married. I've never been married. I've never been engaged. Like I mentioned, I date, but I'm not like in a serious thing with anybody right now. Um, I have some ideas of people that I want to, you know, be with, 
that I'm kind of hesitant to maybe reach out to a little bit lately, but, um, you know, I don't know. Um, it's not really, um, like, yeah, I want to reach out to them, but I haven't yet, so, I don't know, man, um, I want to end this recording, because I got other stuff I need to be doing, but, um, eh, sorry if there was background noise, sorry I'm talking really quietly, there's somebody, like, in the, in the other room, so I'm trying not to be too obvious about what I'm saying here, because I don't really want them involved in any piece of this conversation, but, um, all right, so that's it for now, all right, thanks for listening. Thank you.